Miracy. That little extra social listening and tailoring every conversation to the person is so important. We've got to slow down our outreach to speed up that outcome. Hello, and welcome to Blowing Up, the podcast that shows entrepreneurs like you how other businesses exploded in the best possible way. I'm Linda Claire Puig, the founder and CEO of Six Figure Newsletters. And I'm here with my co-host, Ari Eni, the head of strategy for the ACES Business Acceleration Program at Miracy. Hey there, Linda. In each episode of Blowing Up, we showcase an entrepreneur whose business, yes, blew up. It experienced what seemed to be a sudden success. But as we all know, that kind of success is not random or a fluke. The company employed a specific strategy that caused its rapid rise in revenue. So today we're going to dive into that strategy so that you can learn from it and determine how you might apply elements of it to your business. In this episode, we look at one of several ways to use LinkedIn to explode your business. This way is one I will call good old fashioned graciousness and warmth. It's super smart, super authentic, and you may find yourself having aha after aha as you listen. Our guest is Bryn Tillman, CEO of Social Sales Link, and someone who many call the LinkedIn Whisperer. For more than a decade, Bryn has been teaching entrepreneurs, sales teams, and business leaders how to leverage LinkedIn for social selling without being salesy. Bryn is co-host of the Making Sales Social podcast and author of the LinkedIn Sales Playbook, a tactical guide to social selling. Welcome to Bryn. Now let's jump right into the conversation. I teach an audience building course, and there are an awful lot of people, a number of my students who are choosing to use LinkedIn as a major strategy. And I think that it's fair to say that it's one of the top two or three social media platforms for audience development. Uh Why don't you tell us about how you came to LinkedIn, what role it played in your own business blowing up? I'm not a marketing guru. I'm not a social media expert. What I am is a sales trainer who loves business development and hates cold calling. I did cold calling. I had 120 calls a day when I worked at Dun & Bradstreet. Like I've been through the ringer and I love sales, but hate cold calling. Back in 1992, I was sitting across from a client staring at his overflowing Rolodex, thinking, my goodness, if I could go through that for 20 minutes, I could identify who my client knew that I wanted to meet, ask for introductions, and I wouldn't have to cold call anymore. Decades later, when I saw LinkedIn, I'm like, oh my goodness, they built this for me, right? This is now a platform where we can search and filter our connections, connections, identify who our clients and networking partners know, and leverage our social proximity, our pathways into buyers through our warm market. And we don't have to cold call ever again if we don't want to. So you thought, hallelujah. Yeah. (laughs) So I did it. I started to get referrals from my clients. And what I realized is I'm coming in now at a high level of credibility with enough interest 
just because their friend said, hey, you need to talk to Bryn, that about 50% of the people that I wanted to meet, I ended up having conversations with. And so when you do this well and you slow it down and you're very purposeful about how you approach your connections, how you ask for either introductions or permission to name drop, and we can talk about that. And we do this with authenticity and respect for all parties. Mm -hmm. This is the most powerful way to grow your network and your sales. So that experience of using LinkedIn in the ways that you teach it currently is what is really responsible for kind of the in your own business. Yeah. If you want to blow up, if you want your business to really make it, leverage your social proximity. Start to map out, first of all, who you want to be in front of and go as high and warm as you possibly can in those companies. LinkedIn is the only tool that can get you warm. There's so many places where you can buy org charts, right, of people inside of companies. But what you get on LinkedIn that is not available anywhere else is your pathway to that person. Who do you know that can get you in front of them? And so are you always looking only at second degree connections or do you even look further? Well, the first thing I'm doing is first degrees. Who are the people I'm already connected to that I can easily start conversations? The next thing is our second degrees, right? Who do we know that can help us get in front of our targeted buyers? So Ari, I noticed you're connected to Linda on LinkedIn. I'm going to be reaching out to her in the next couple of days. But before I did, I was wondering how well do you know her? And do you have any insights that you might share with me? So you reach back and go, oh my God, Linda, she's awesome. You're going to love her. So there's a couple ways I can go. Oh, thank you so much for those insights, Ari. When I reach out to her, should I tell her you said hello? Oh, yes. Linda, Ari and I were chatting on LinkedIn. Your name came up. He says hello. Another, depending on the relationship that I have with Ari, I might say, So Ari, are you open to making a quick introduction? I can send over a little paragraph. If you could copy us both in a LinkedIn message or email, that would be awesome. But I need to have a strong enough relationship to ask you to work on my behalf. Right. Maybe Ari's a really great client. He's had great success working with me, but I don't want to ask him to do the work. So then I'll say, Ari, I'm so glad we've been able to help you do X, Y, and Z for your company. I noticed you're connected to Linda, and I'm wondering how well you know her and if you think I can help her similarly to the way that I've helped you. You're like, oh, yeah, she would be great for you. Is it okay when I reach out to her that I let her know we had this conversation and that you're my happy client? Sure. Linda, Ari is my happy client. And when we were chatting, your name came up and he thought it made sense for me to reach out and introduce myself. Let's connect and I can loop you in on what we were chatting about. I'd love to schedule 15 minutes with you. Please let me know your preferred way of scheduling. If it happens to be via calendar link, here's mine. Looking forward to meeting you. You're so gracious in the way you word things. Well, that's key, right? All of us have been victims of the connect and pitch and we've got our defenses up. So unless we're coming in through a warm connection or engaging on content, 95% of the time, they're going to think you're spamming them, even if you're not. 
So before we searched by title, mm-hmm. now we can search by company. And in and this is only available in the free LinkedIn. It is not available in Sales Navigator. You can actually search companies in specific locations that are specific sizes that you already have a first degree connection in. No matter where that person is inside of the organization, because of the way that LinkedIn works and the ability to really build out a little bit of an org chart with a little bit of search work, you can bring the five, six, seven names inside that organization to your first degree connection, even if they're not a player in the buyer's journey. So if you don't remember them, here's a tip. Go to the LinkedIn profile, click on contact information and scroll to the bottom. It will say when you connected. Ari, I'm not sure if you recall, but we connected on LinkedIn in September of 2017. I know we haven't had a whole lot of chance to communicate, but I'm looking to get in front of a couple people at your company And I'm wondering if you have seven minutes to jump on a Zoom where you might be able to guide me. Everything we're doing is slowing down to personalize, to customize, to make it very clear that this is not automation and it's not spam. I have a Calendly link that's seven minutes. So my only goal is, so here are the people inside of your organization. This is what we do. Who do you think is the best person for me to reach out to? When I reach out to them, can I mention we chatted today? Great. Linda, Ari and I were chatting. You know, he's in your ex department and he thought you were the right person for me to reach out to. It's that social proximity. It's about a 50% success rate. Oh, wow. I mean, nothing is as successful as a warm outreach. And if you want to bring the response rate up to 90%, Once they connect, send a video message on your mobile. Linda, great to be connected. Per Ari's recommendation, I'm looking forward to having a conversation with you. I'm going to put a little link to my calendar below. If that's how you like to schedule, great. If you prefer any other way, let me know. It's very different than the way most people teach LinkedIn. So what do people need to have in place in order to get started? Like, what is the process for them to actually start leveraging LinkedIn? The first thing they need to do is convert their profile from a resume to a resource. This is your landing page. People need to learn from you. You need to resonate with your buyers. They need to know immediately that you work with them. Mm -hmm. You need to create enough curiosity in your headline that they want to keep reading. You need to teach them something new that gets them thinking differently about their current solution, and it needs to create a compelling moment. We need to move them from lurker to engager. They accept your connection request. They like your content. They react to it. If they stay lurkers, we're done, right? Step number two, social listening. People do not leverage social listening well. One of my big pet peeves, and I don't have a lot of pet peeves, is I connect with someone on LinkedIn. We have a conversation. We schedule a call. We get on the Zoom and they go, so where are you from? And I'm like, "Mm, we're on LinkedIn. You could say, hey, I noticed you're from the greater New York area. Where are you in the New York side, Connecticut side, New Jersey side? Now I know you took the time, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? So I will tell you a quick little wonderful thing that you can do. 
You look at their content and you say, oh, they engaged on 10 things marriage counselors need to do before 5 p.m., right? Okay, they engaged on that. I'm going to go find a podcast for marriage counselors. And now when I get on the call, you know, I'm like, Linda, I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. When I was looking at your LinkedIn profile, I noticed that you were engaging on X, Y, and Z. I don't know if you've heard the podcast from A, B, and C that was out a couple weeks ago, but I think it's something you might love. If you're interested, let me know. I'll send you that link. And you're like, oh my gosh. I'm like, oh my gosh, right now. (laughs) Right? That little extra social listening and tailoring every conversation to the person is so important. We've got to slow down our outreach to speed up that outcome. Everyone that you talk to feels heard, seen. Like the value of that is immeasurable. You know, what's so interesting about this to me is that it's about being curious. And that I think is such a huge life strategy. Like everywhere in your life, just be curious and you'll go so many more places. Don't look at everyone as a lead. Look at them as a human being. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, it'll go so much further. The third one is making sure you're showing up as a thought leader. This is the content strategy. It is a three-legged stool. The first thing is curating content, finding podcasts, blog posts, articles, videos, things from a non-competitive third party that your audience would love to consume. So your content doesn't have to all be from you. I think a lot of people think, oh, I got to create all that content. No, but what you have to do is talk about why you shared it. Yes. How it impacted you, what your number one takeaway was. Ask them, tell me in comments what your biggest takeaway was from this article. And all of a sudden you're going to get people that want to give their input. And the more comments you get, the more people will see it, the more viral you'll go, all that fun stuff. But the key is not about the news feed. The key is the inbox. So I post this and then I share it. I hit the send button and I'm saying, you know, Ari, I would love your thoughts on this and why I think you're the best person to. And I reach out to 15, 20, 30 people that I want to re-engage and say, you know, as someone that I really value the opinion of, I would love your thoughts in comments. And now I'm re-engaging, right? So I can take inventory of my first degree connections that meet this criteria and ask them to participate in my content one-on-one. That's where the magic is. So the second leg of the stool is original content, but it doesn't have to be full on blog posts, polls, LinkedIn Live, newsletters. They now have audio rooms. There's so many different ways to get your thought leadership out that's not just writing entire blog posts and articles. Number three, find a big influencer in your world that attracts a lot of people that looks like your ideal audience and not only engage with the author, but with the commenters and the people that are liking it. And now we're talking about the influencer. Like, That's the conversation and that's where we should start. So it's curating, creating, and engaging. Okay, so that's number three. 
Four-step, take inventory and nurture your existing connections. One of the biggest mistakes we make is connect and forget. We need to export our connections and start to see who's moved companies. Who should we be talking to that we haven't talked to in a long time? How do we do that? Send them a video message. There is a 90% response rate. Hey, Ari, it's been some time since we last connected. And you can see in messaging, it looks like the last time we chatted was three years ago. But when you came up on LinkedIn, I thought I'd reach out and see what you're up to. By the way, I have a poll out on X, Y, and Z. If you're interested, I'm going to stick it below. I'd love your one-click vote, right? And we restart conversations with people that we've been ignoring. And number five is social proximity, right? It's prospecting warm and high. So we want to go as high as we possibly can and as warm as we possibly can. And that's where we want to focus. Who do we know that can get us in front of our ideal prospects? So the process, five steps, profile, social listening, content and engagement, nurturing existing connections, warm and high prospecting. Amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic. Ari, any last questions here before we let Bryn go? I don't want to let you go, Bryn. <laughs> One quick, quick question is, how much time do you recommend that people devote to this on a daily or weekly basis? For people that are in sales full time, it could be two to three hours. For entrepreneurs and people that actually are performing the work and don't have as much time, it could be as little as 20 minutes. Well, thank you so, so much, Bryn. Uh, you've just given us so much to think about and to do. So I appreciate your time and your generosity. Yeah, this has been amazing. Oh, thank you. I mean, you talk to a lot of people, so I'm going to take that as a huge compliment. Tis. Yes. <laughs> So let's talk. Oh my goodness, Bryn gave us so much meaty content. Let me just recap her five-step process for you. Step one, convert your profile from a resume to a resource. Step two, employ social listening to identify what matters to your buyers and personalize your outreach. Step three, make sure you're showing up as a thought leader by curating third-party content, creating your own original content, and engaging with a big influencer in your space, both with their content and with those who comment. Step four, take inventory of and nurture your existing connections. And step five, go as high and warm as you possibly can through your first and second level connections to get in front of your ideal prospects. Thank you to Bryn for her gracious and generous expertise on using LinkedIn to blow up your business. And be sure to get Bryn's excellent gift to you. This is really wonderful. Free access to her LinkedIn for social selling content library. Choose from a wide selection of on-demand videos, checklists, masterclasses, and more. Register at blowingup.rocks forward slash Bryn to get your virtual library card to gain access to Bryn's vault of LinkedIn and social selling content. That's blowingup.rocks forward slash Bryn, B-R-Y-N-N-E. 
This episode of Blowing Up was produced by Linda Claire Puig. Cynthia Lamb is our managing producer and Danny Eaney, our executive producer. Post-production by Post Office Sound. To make sure you catch all the really great episodes of Blowing Up, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, we'd love it if you could leave us a starred review or share the show with a friend. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Miracy. I certainly am willing to admit what I don't know. I tend to hold my truths lightly. I try not to have, you know, very firm convictions because I recognize that when you move up an organization, your information is limited because you have a greater breadth of responsibility. I'm Sharon Richmond. I'm an executive coach and consultant with more than 30 years experience working with C-level executives. To Lead as Human is the podcast for you if you want to supercharge your leadership by bringing all of yourself into your role. Listen as our guests reveal their hard-won lessons and share their deep humanity. I think the turning point for me was when I realized that I want people to tell me what they think, and they're afraid. They were honest to God, afraid to tell me things. It's like, I checked all the damn boxes, but I am so alone, and I'm so unhappy. I'm burning myself out. And when I started looking at, like, you know, my fears, going into the shadows, sharing it with others, the very thing that would be a nightmare for most people in the workplace is the very thing that led me to my dreams. My guests know that the influence they have as top leaders comes with an equal measure of responsibility for all their stakeholders. They not only deliver great results for their customers and investors, they do so by building organizations that provide purpose, meaning, and a healthy work environment for their employees. One of the hallmarks of good leadership is clarity. If there isn't clarity around the goals, that creates confusion, that that creates chaos what's the end goal, what are we trying to achieve. And that makes people's jobs more purposeful. And people are clearly enjoying that. People who are making their own decisions, they're significantly more motivated in doing what they're doing. Yeah, I've really seen the maturity and growth of those individuals. And I think that we've now kind of really been able to create a lot of autonomy and give people a lot of freedom to do their best work. So not rocket science, nothing too crazy, but... uh, You know, that was definitely a journey. I hope you'll join us every other week as we talk with these inspiring leaders and learn from the very human challenges and successes they've experienced on their own leadership journeys. And you ask me questions that I was like, gosh, I'm not sure I know what my values are. So I know they're there, but I'm not sure that they're articulated. So thanks for asking me those questions. They were hard.